Welcome to the section of our podcast we call In Conversation With, where we sit down with sports industry experts, women in sports and thought leaders and pioneers within the industry. My name is Lorraine and I'm joined by my co-host Patricia. Together with our amazing guests, we'll be discussing working data-driven, increasing visibility for women in sports, and leveraging tools such as a sports customer data platform to propel your sports organization to the next level. So without further ado, let's meet our guests. From playing in the Jordan women's national football team and playing football professionally in Jordan for 14 years, to being head of women's football and assistant technical director at Jordan Football Association, co-founding and being president of FINA, a non-profit organization which aims to empower women through football. Our next guest, Celine Alzubi, is helping pioneer a new era of football in the Middle East, Asia, and the world at large. Celine, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. Pleasure being with uh, you and uh, talk about uh, football. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Before we begin, we like to start off our sessions with an icebreaker. Are you ready for that? Yeah, always ready. <laughs> always ready, fantastic. What's your favorite quote, expression or motto and why is it your favorite? Lauren, to be honest, there are many, but um, the main one, it's about passion. There is a quote says, follow your passion and success will follow you. Uh, I believe passion is the key, the key to success. Uh, and I do believe nothing is as important as passion. No matter what you want to do with your life, you do it with your full heart. Because passion fuels your motivation and boosts your focus. And it will feel like, you know, you are not working. You are simply enjoying what you do. So that's, that's my motto in life. That's, that's amazing. Follow your passion and success will follow you. Fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. Yes, and you have definitely led an incredibly uh, incredible career with passion as well. So, And uh, you continue to have uh, such an incredible career within the football industry. Can you, can you take us right back to the start, maybe, and uh, tell us how, how this all began? To be honest, Patricia, it, it all started at a very young age when I was a kid. Uh, I used to watch a cartoon series called Captain Tsubasa. I'm not sure if you know this cartoon. It's originally from Japan, but here in Jordan, it's called uh, Captain Majid. <laughs> um, it, it was about two young players who started a youth team players, got into the national team and won the World Cup. It was like a dream for anyone likes football. I loved football because of this. So I started playing with my brothers in our neighborhood even inside the house. I used to break things just to kick the ball inside the house. And I always wanted to be Captain Majid. It was an inspiration for me. Uh, and the ball was always with me wherever I go. So after years and more attachment to this game, I started playing at my school's team. Uh, and then from there, I was uh, selected to play for one of the Jordanian clubs that have a women's team, and then got selected to the national team. Uh, also, while studying medical analysis at the university, I started uh, taking football coaching courses uh, and I completed the highest coaching certificate at that time and managed to coach girls from different schools and academies uh, while, while studying. So that's uh, how all it started. Wow, that's fantastic. And it's one thing, of course, to get started with something, 
and you started off with a bang for sure but it's of course an entirely another one to to see it through and really stick with it so uh, what made you decide to commit to pursuing football it's a good question it's a difficult one but uh, do you know that feeling in your gut that says this is your thing yeah i did i did feel it Seeing girls from different backgrounds, enjoying playing football during my sessions made me realize that I want to be involved in football. I want to be involved for the rest of my life. I want to change lives. I want to change these girls' lives because football has changed mine. Uh, so making a difference by spreading this beautiful sport, despite the difficulties it faces, was an addictive feeling for me uh, and made me want to continue doing it again and again. So this is the main reason why I commit to pursuing uh, a football career. And that commitment led to you now being head of women's football at Jordan Football Association. What kind of prompted you to go from playing and coaching to sort of being head of women's football at the association? First of all, what what makes me jump to find a, a career in football is the field of study I followed in the university. As I mentioned, it was medical analysis. So my parents didn't believe that football would make money at that time and insisted that I work in something related to my studies. I wanted to prove them wrong. So I uh, dedicated my time to coaching football using the certificate I had. And then I worked with a football academy as a coach, referee, public, public relations, basically everything related to football. I worked with that academy. I just wanted to work and make money just to show my parents that I can make money with football. <laughs> Until uh, someone from the Federation called and offered offer, uh, me a full-time job as women's unit officer. Uh, Jordan was about to host the under-17 FIFA World Cup at that time. And I was asked to be the team manager of the Jordanian team that is participating in the World Cup. It was amazing experience, by the way. And after that, in 2017, I was promoted again to be the head of women's football, but I had to choose between playing and taking this position. So I chose to retire and continue supporting my teammates and all other players as a decision maker in the federation. And how, just from a processing side of things, how how has that journey been for you? Because I can imagine that you had some kind of attachments to being on the field, because being on the field, I mean, surrounded by fans, it's a different feeling to being in the boardroom. So how have you navigated that that process internally, kind of coming to terms with, like you said, you, you had to choose, you know? Mm. Yeah, it was it, it a was tough decision. It was not an easy one to leave football, to leave the the football pitch and to sit behind the desk. It was mm. not easy. Uh, but at my time, we faced so many difficult things. Uh, we were not happy uh, about things happening around football, uh, whether respect or people, how to do, do see uh, women playing football. So I wanted to, to do something. I wanted to change that because I'm telling you, whenever I enter the field, I'm happy. But things around that, when I go home and see the comments on Facebook, and uh, uh, so I was not literally happy, but I wanted to change that. So I I, I choose to, to be decision maker and change things. Mm-hmm. That's That's so fantastic. And yeah, that's really fantastic. But then, of course, you didn't just stop there. You're also deeply involved with the Asian Football Confederation. 
Can you tell us a little bit more about your work there and what you do? Yes, in 2019, I was nominated to become a member of uh, the AFC Women's Football Committee, uh, which oversees all aspects of women's football in Asia. Uh, so what we do, basically, we meet two to three times per year somewhere in Asia and discuss women's football-related matters such as the AFC competitions format, host countries, tournament regulations. Uh, we also propose new ideas for developing women's football in Asia. But we try to find ways to reduce the gap between Asian and European women's football. So even in COVID, uh, we meet just to make decisions how not to uh, to stop women's football in Asia and what are the plans to continue and to resume football uh, during COVID. Uh, so being um, the AFC Women's Football Committee member is a huge thing for me. It's a huge thing for me to be responsible on uh, women's football in Asia, um, getting from little girl who just want to play football and suddenly you see yourself someone who take decisions. Awesome. Awesome. It's incredible. And all while doing all of this incredible work, uh, you co-founded FEMA. So why was it so important for you to do that on top of all of the, the brilliant work that you're already doing today? Yeah, as, as I said, throughout my playing career, it was not fantastic, to be honest. And as the head of women's football, I, I understand now exactly what causes difficulties in women's football and how to overcome them. Um, it's the little things that, if provided, make a big difference. FINA is the one and only Jordanian nonprofit organization dedicated to women's empowerment through football. Uh, and it was established to provide solutions and make the lives of girls uh, who are passionate about football easier, especially for those who live in disadvantaged areas. So basically what we do uh, in FINA, we rehabilitate the backyard areas in the schools, in the female schools, and uh, make it like football pitch just for the girls to kick the ball there. We give them the equipment. Uh, we train the PE teachers there on how to coach football. Um, and because we believe the, the school is the comfort zone for the girls. Um, she can play, she can uh, do whatever she wants without the interfering of her society. So that's why FINAT was established. Wow. I mean, your organization has such an important role uh, for these passionate uh, girls, because just like you were one of them, now you're opening doors to so many, to so many girls to have yes. an opportunity. So that's fantastic. Um, but if we move the spotlight a bit more to you then, so how easy or difficult was it for you to forge a career for yourself in football? I mean, you've already touched upon this a little bit, but if we would focus a bit more on your experience when it comes to that, since you are so passionate about naturalizing the idea, you know, of a female with a football passion, uh, I suppose something along your journey must have birthed this. Uh, of course, once again, you have touched upon this a bit earlier on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Of course, Patricia, as I said, uh, things were not easy at the beginning, um, starting with my parents who were against me playing football, especially after the age of 17. Uh, they preferred that I focus on my studies and future career. So I had to lie so many times just to go to the training. Uh, and just like so many parents who refused to allow their daughters to play for different reasons and beliefs. 
so I had throughout my career as head of women's football, I had to challenge so many fathers and mothers throughout my career to convince them to let their daughters play and join a club or national team, which was extremely difficult. But with time and uh, with the development plan, we came uh, out. Now we managed to make football a source of income for the players and even for women who coach football. Uh, so yes, things have changed now because as I said, if football become a source of money like my parents, they would accept it. So that was uh, the hardest and easiest way to shift the mindset and to change uh, the perception. And of course, the sports industry in Jordan and in the world as a whole has evolved drastically in the last two decades alone. And during this time, you, of course, managed to forge a career for yourself first as a professional player, but now as a decision maker and influencer at federation level, both in Jordan and in Asia. But what changes have you seen during this time that have made you optimistic about your mission to empower women through football? and indeed to naturalize the idea of a female with a football passion? Like, what have you seen that's made you go, yeah, the industry is moving in the right direction? Well, Lorraine, it was lots of changes. Uh, starting with His Royal Highness Prince Ali, the president of our federation, who has been supporting women's football since its inception in 2005. When you see the power that the leadership is supporting something, most of the people will follow uh, eventually. Um, so during that time and throughout these years, I saw the increase in the numbers of registered the female players. From, I think, let's say in 2005, we were 80 girls playing football. And now we have over than 1,000 uh, female players are registered, officially registered. For the players, I, th- I believe that uh, there are so many girls playing at their schools, academies, But when we are talking about the registered players officially, that means their parents agree them to play, uh, they have source of income. So the number is good. To Jordan, this number is good, more than 1,000 players. Uh, And we have also witnessed so many inspiring stories and life-changing opportunities. If I will start talking about the female players, the national team players, and how football changed their lives, I will not finish. So maybe we keep it to other uh, <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> uh, and of course, the recent hosting of major sporting events such as the FIFA World Cup, Asian Cup, um, as well as the media coverage surrounding them have increased awareness of the women's game. So yeah, it has changed and will will keep changing, I'm sure. But to flip that question on its head, maybe, what things do you wish would have been changed by now? Uh, <laughs> many things, to be honest. Not changed, but to be improved. I know there are still several issues facing women's football, including uh, lack of facilities, for example, uh, lack of commercial interest, uh, low fan attendance, and uh, finally underfunding. These things, I think, would affect uh, the women's football negatively. So we are working to improve these things, but it's not easy since the resources are not there, but we are trying to manage within our capabilities. But I believe, as I said, in the future, we can overcome these major things, let's say, on a professional level. In your own words, Celine, what impact do you want to make in the sports industry if we would move the, the focal point to, to you? 
now that we've gone through the challenges and the opportunities? First of all, I want to see sports accessible to every girl that has a passion and is curious to play. And for me, through FINA, I'm confident we will be able to get that access and give every girl the opportunity to practice her favorite sport and in engage with strong role models in sports. Uh, and on a top level, I want to make sports equal, equal pay, equal numbers, and equal interest. Uh, this is the impact I want to make, and not just in Jordan, but throughout the region. That is amazing. And uh, what practical things do you think sports organizations could do to support anyone with a, miss with a mission such as yours? Um, I mean, how can the industry really get behind making football a natural career option uh, for women and empowering women to get involved? First of all, sports organizations should believe in women's football. Uh, and any kind of support for the women's game will help in spreading the message. I think um, they need to focus more on attracting more female coaches, administrators and leaders to work at their organization and find the passionate ones because i said at the beginning passion is really important and i believe sports organizations should take the children to see women playing sports so they can see a version of themselves ex excelling in sports uh, maybe they can organize sports events festivals to attract new girls to join the games sometimes we do these events uh, not for the, the girls who are already playing, but we need to attract more players. We need to open uh, new opportunities for the girls that didn't try this game. Because once they try it, I'm sure they will fall in love. 100%, 100%. And to kind of just go back to something that you said earlier, which I think maybe you, you should elaborate upon a little bit to, to help people see this passion that you, that you have seen. You were talking about how if you were to talk about the ways in which football has changed the lives of women in Jordan, you would literally talk all day. But I think yeah. that gave, maybe giving an example or two would be great, just to, on the back of the advice that you just gave uh, the, the sports organization and the advice that you gave people to just bring their kids to come see the, the games and all that and just really support and get behind women women's football. I think that having an idea of just how important football is for women would be a great thing to help sports organizations, all our listeners kind of connect with your message and what you're saying. So do you have a couple of examples maybe? And you don't have to name names at all, just um, just a general like story would be great. Yes, okay. For example, I'll talk about a player, a national team player. She's still playing in the national team. She started football in 2003. At her school, she was talented. Um, and people from the Federation at that time saw her talent and said, what we can do for this girl to continue playing? And they sent this message to Prince Ali, who's, the, as, as I said, who's the president of the Federation. So Prince Ali at that time ordered to open centers for uh, girls, to train girls uh, twice or three times a week at that time. So the first center was, was open in 2004, I think. And this girl joined the center in 2004. And from there, she kept following the pathway, uh, being under uh, 16 national team player, being under 18, being under 20. Uh, last, uh, last June, we went to Romania and uh, she played in that match. We played match against Romania and uh, this girl played in that match. 
And directly after the match finish, uh, finished, uh, Romanian clubs offered her to play with one of the Romanian team that is participating in the, in the Europa, uh, Europa Champions League, Women's Champions League. So it was dream for her that she started at her school and now she's playing in Romania and as as professional player and playing for the first Jordanian player, whether it's men or women, to play in the European Champions League. So it was great, great, uh, inspiring story for all the girls to follow this uh, this girl, and other girls. For example, they they had. So many difficulties in their lives, like orphans. We take sometimes orphans. They don't have father or mother. They don't have anything. We take them to play football and to improve their talent. And we provide them with a the family, with the, with the staff. Uh, they go to trainings every day and they take money to spend on them, themselves. And now we, we provide work for them in the Federation because we don't leave our girls after they finish playing. We keep following them. So basically, yes, it changed many lives. Would you say, like you've mentioned this a couple of times, that um, Prince Ali has really been instrumental in helping move women's football along. Would you say that having someone in that position really supporting women's football has helped maybe move society's um, attitudes along a little bit? That even though maybe they're not still as supportive as they should be, that maybe attitudes are changing and uh, the the country is starting to support women in football. Have you seen that change? Or exactly, exactly the way you have said it, Lauren. Exactly. Without the support of His Royal Highness Prince Ali, we wouldn't be in where we are now. So it's really important to have someone uh, from whether from the royal family or has this power to support because people will follow at the end. Absolutely fantastic. So to any woman in sports that maybe is listening right now and to any men out there who want to be allies to women in sports, what advice would you give them? First of all, I would like to thank all women in sports for their contributions to the women's game, as well as for serving as role models and reasons to encourage and inspire more women to participate in sport. Uh, And I would advise them to continue supporting the game, whether by watching women play sports or encouraging their daughters to participate, because the impact is enormous. Awesome. And is there anything that you're working on at the moment that maybe um, our listeners can check out, like um, if maybe you guys have games or anything really that that you have going on that people can check out? Um, Yeah, what is it? Our national team, our women's football national team is preparing to travel to Egypt uh, on Sunday, I think, yes. And they will play two matches against Egypt. Egypt has a great uh, women's team and they have many players uh, playing abroad in Europe, Italy, Spain. Uh, So there will be tough matches on the 6th and 9th of October. Uh, And it will be live streams. The games will be live streams. And on another level, uh, FINA is kicking off with its first project. We're heading to the southern side of Jordan to rehabilitate one of the schools there. It's so exciting. The project will start in November. uh, And it wouldn't have been uh, possible without the on-site fund who are supporting our organization. Uh, We have a lot uh, on our plate, including organizing tournaments for non-profit organizations where girls and talents from different projects, different countries 
can compete in friendly matches for, for the first time. So maybe our listeners can follow our pages on Instagram or LinkedIn to stay tuned. Perfect. And we will share all the links down in the description box. And I, I'm from I'm from Africa and uh, I know that Egypt actually is one of like the best teams out there. So um, yes. good luck to you guys as well. Like good luck. I think Thanks. it's going to be a, a fantastic, fantastic game. But I just want to ask you a very random question, but please indulge me, Solene. But if you could give your 18-year-old self, maybe not advice, but if you could say something to her in this moment, what would that be? You know, that 17-year-old that decided, oh, I really do want to play football. What would you What would you say to her looking back now on your experience and just talking to her? I would say I'm proud of you, of the decisions she has made. Awesome. You heard it here first, guys. Soline Alzubi and saying, if you follow your passion, success will follow you. And uh, with that, thank you so much, Soline, for being on our podcast. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, Patricia. I wish you guys all the best and keep uh, supporting women in sport. Thank you so much. If your goal is to deliver a world-class supporter experience at every game and you want to know how you can meet that goal and get started today, then visit our website at datatalks.sc and fill out our demo form to experience firsthand how we can help you. Or you can sign up for our masterclass or email list to get exclusive materials such as ebooks and case studies that will help you meet your goals better. Until next time, stay productive. Data Talks, we fill the stadium, you focus on the game.